Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. From lost trauma, disappointments and devastation to healing hope and betterment, what has grounded me is my unbreakable spirit. We all have that spirit within us. Every week, I'm here to inspire you with stories of perseverance and growth. My mission is to help you crush self-limiting beliefs and to be unapologetically you. You are your only limit, so take action today. Let your unbreakable ride begin now. This episode is brought to you by Blue Skies Life, a lifestyle brand with high quality, ethical, and sustainable products. There are products for your mind, body, and home, everything from calming tea and luxurious shea butter to Turkish towels and silk kimonos. The holiday season is upon us, so start getting these one-of-a-kind gifts now. Go to blueskieslife.com, that's B-L-U-S-K-Y-S, L-I-F-E dot com and use code BU20 to get 20% off your order today. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining us. And if you are coming back, thanks for continuing on to get inspired because that is what this podcast is all about stories of people like my guest today who are sharing with us their wisdom that help us to recognize that we are born unbreakable. That's what this is all about. So my guest today is Martina Wall, and she is the founder of what I just love the name so much, Mystic Mama. And Martina, I'm going to let you share your story in a minute. But what I will say is that she's gone through her own journey of self-love and was a, and, and had some difficulties and challenges, just like many of us who are listening today, we are all probably in that same boat in that journey, but she was able to change that experience for her from going to feeling not worthy to truly loving who she is and the skin that she's in. And today she helps others to find that self-love, that self-growth and that self-worth. So I'm really excited to be able to dig in with you today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, you know, we we have to start, like I mentioned, with your journey through self-love, because it wasn't always like this, where you woke up and you were like, yes, girl, everything in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's, let's take it back <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> to when you were in a place where you had to work to get, you know, before you got here. What was that? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so uh, my journey started when I, you know, I was in my early 20s, had two kids, um, and I started to go on this journey of being, of thinking that weight loss was the answer to my happiness. I was feeling, you know, uh, I had self-hate for myself. I didn't like who I saw in the mirror, and I thought the only way to change that vision of who I saw in the mirror was to lose weight. So after going on a dramatic weight loss journey, I... Uh, got to the end of that journey, you know, I lost close to 100 pounds. And then I looked in the mirror one day, and I'm like, I still hate who I see. I felt no different about who I looked at in the mirror than I did when I was almost 100 pounds heavier. And so I felt crushed, I felt defeated, I felt super low confidence, low self esteem, like, 
my relationship suffered because of it with my husband and my kids and my family. And uh, I didn't know what to do because I thought, you know, as a societal kind of decision or like society and diet culture taught me of that's what I needed to do in order to be happy and in order to be confident and successful. And so when those things didn't happen, I like I just I felt so low um, and I didn't know what to do. So that's when uh, my journey kind of took me actually kind of I, I feel like my changing my kind of turning point is when I went to my first yoga class and uh, my instructor just really allowed me to connect to my body and my breath and acceptance of exactly who I was in that moment and meeting myself on that mat really allowed me to feel that sense of being home, which was so powerful. Wow. Uh, so from there, then I kind of stepped into this whole nother world of uh, kind of inner healing, right? And so taking that uh, self-hate that I felt for myself and that was sabotaging and destructing all of my relationships, like uh, to be raw with you guys, like I wasn't intimate with my husband for a year because of how horrible I felt about myself. It was not for lack of his love or anything like that, but it was just such a, uh, I hated my, what I've looked like and felt like so much that I couldn't bring myself to be loved. And um, so that's when I went on this inner healing journey and I was able to start to figure out who I was from the inside out. And uh, I did this through like, once again, like yoga was like a life changing uh, practice for me. I became a yoga teacher shortly after that. And I still, uh, I've been a yoga teacher for eight years now. And um, that kind of has allowed me to dive into the kind of inner healing world of helping to uh, kind of, once again, get to know myself, start to, I started to love who I saw in the mirror. And that was, you know, doing a lot of like coaching and like personal development and journaling and, um, you know, diving into the world of aromatherapy, like all these different practices that I started to kind of incorporate into kind of my self-love toolbox. Um, after being consistent with all those practices for the last three or four years, I've really, I can, I can know now that I love who I see in the mirror. Like, yes, there are some days when I look at myself and be like, oh yeah, you don't look good today. But, and those are all, and like you, we had talked before, um, I feel like our journeys are never ending with self-love. Like self-love isn't something that you just check off the boxes and you've won, right? <laughs> so it's all about being consistent with your, your healing, being consistent with showing up for yourself and, uh, so much of my journey has been stepping out of comfort zones and uh, really doing so much hard work that often feels super lonely. And I know I felt lonely for a long time when I was kind of going against the grain. Everyone else was like, you need to over excessively diet and you need to excessively exercise. And that's the only way. And I was like, going the opposite way. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take care of my mind, my body, my soul. And I'm doing it this way. And if you want to come with me, I'm here to help you. <laughs> Let's go. So, um, and it still is hard. It's hard to this day to kind of go against what society says we need to do in order to kind of feel that inner healing piece. Um, and so it's constant, I'm constantly being reminded that I'm going against what society tells us to do. <laughs> and I've become very confident at knowing that, you know what, this way is, has helped me so much. 
and helped me to transform the way I feel about myself. Like my relationships are thriving. Um, you know, I've, I've stepped out of comfort zones in a way that I have left nine to five jobs and I am my own boss now. Like I've done all these amazing things and, and that's been because of my self-love journey, because if I didn't take the time to get to know myself and discover that inner healing piece, I would not be where I am today. Uh, so it's so important. And I like, I like to describe it as self-love is like the roots of our, of our core, like our branches of our tree and, all of the all of the branches are all of these pieces like our confidence, our self-esteem, our self-worth, our careers, our, you know, following dreams, like all of these things are connected. And I feel like the core of our being is our self-love. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> and uh, just Whoa. describing to you a little bit of my journey. Awesome, Martina. It's so awesome. And I <laughs> can't get over the comment that you made about I met myself on the mat. Like it wasn't until you had this sort of defining moment where you were actually present with yourself in that time that you recognized who you really are, not what society is telling you to be, like you're saying with the different fad diets, but who you truly are. And that's such an important message of Born Unbreakable is be unapologetically you. There's, there's, nothing to apologize for, for being different and going against the grain, you know, but I do think it feels like this thing that yeah. you're up against all the time, because let's face it, the society that we live in, whether you're in the US or Canada, where Martina is, or probably many other countries, yeah. um, is what do you see when you turn on the TV? Okay, every commercial is Yes. about some fitness thing, which is, there's nothing bad about that. It's great. Like mm -hmm. exercise is, is no, awesome. no, it's one dimension of our well being. but there's also, yes. there's food, yeah. there's he, like you said, healing, there's other aspects of taking care of ourselves that's underplayed because what's gets overplayed is the exercise is the Instagram models, the Victoria's secret vibes. <laughs> the, the cool thing is that there is a, a wider spectrum. I do think that's getting shared as it, as it relates to even like models and, and stuff like that. You know, we've, we've seen yeah. that with certain like even pageants that, that are widely watched across the globe. But um we're far from where I think we need to be in terms of truly embracing yeah, absolutely. differences with body image and, you know, and things and things like that. So uh, thank you for just acknowledging yeah. um, that it's not easy and that it's a continuous journey. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it truly is. Um, and so, you know, going back to what you said, what, you, you know, you and I had started talking about before, you know, we started the interview is it is a continuous maintenance thing. You know, it's not just like you wake up and you're like, I love myself. And then that's it. <laughs> you know, so what for you? Yeah. <laughs> what are the things that you personally have adopted that has allowed you to maintain a an essence of self-love um that you can embrace all the time not just you know at certain moments in the day or in the week 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so over time, like, I feel like I'm always adding things to my toolbox, I like to call it. But um, my biggest things for me have been finding movement that I love. Like when you were talking about how, you know, society shows us or like commercials are always showing us all these fitness things. And fitness is super important, like physical activity should be a part of your self love kind of routine. Um, but the trigger is, is to find a movement that you love. And that's been something that I have found that so, like I exercised before in order to burn off X amount of calories to, you know, have the most high intensity type of workout. Like I was never working out because I loved it. I was working out because that's what I was told to do. Um, and so when, when my kind of mindset changed to be more of a mindset of like, I'm going to do the things and move my body in a way that I love. So like, I love walking, I love kayaking, I love yoga, of course. And like, you know, finding those soul movements that really just allow you to feel um, like you're taking care of yourself. Like that is one of my biggest acts of self-love is making sure that I'm taking care of myself by moving my body in a way that feels amazing to me. And so that's kind of one of my first ways that I think um, I am consistent with my self-love journey. And my second way would probably be like a daily journaling practice is huge for me. Um, it's my kind of daily practice just to share with you guys. It kind of involves um, affirmation work, which has been a huge part of my uh, healing as well on just, you know, picking affirmations that really resonate with me. Um, and I, you know, I write the same affirmation down for like weeks and weeks and weeks before I kind of start to feel like, okay, yes, I got this. I'm going to move on to another one. Uh, and then my second practice that I do in my journaling is gratitude. So just finding things that I'm grateful for every day, um, which I think is so important in any work that we do. Uh, but I think with me, I really try and be specific with being grateful for things that my body does. And so when we're talking about body image and self-love, it's really important to be grateful for things that your body does for you every day. Like my body uh, digests my food every day. My body allows me to do yoga. Uh, my arms allow me to hug my kids and my husband. Um, just, you know, finding those little things in life that you can be grateful for, but grateful for what your body does. Cause so often we forget about this vessel that is carrying us through life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I kind of end my journaling, my daily practice with uh, some goal setting. Uh, and I have found methods from other people that have helped me. Uh, and, it, you know, your goals can be around whatever you want them to be. But I like them to the big trigger with how I've kind of been able to check off goals as I'm doing this practice is writing them down as if they already happened. And that has so much power in it itself of just being able to write these things down Um and just I'll even go so far as like if it's a specific goal that I'm working on, writing down what it's going to feel like when I get to that goal. Like, what do I smell like connecting to my senses? So connecting to what it feels like, what I can taste when I'm there, what I can smell, what I can hear, like and just bringing that moment alive is so exciting to me. But uh, that's more like. And I think with self-love too, people don't realize it, enco it encompasses so much more than just self-love, like it's how you're able to start dreaming and being confident and chasing after things that you want, where if you don't have the self-love piece figured out, you're probably just going to stay stuck and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to evolve and become exactly who you were meant to be. Yeah. So those are kind of, um, 
those are those are amazing. <laughs> those are amazing because, and the, and the thing that the reason I love that you you delved into those details is because it demonstrates that the daily practice, the daily practice that is is the sustaining yeah. factor here, because there's there's a number of things. Just to sum yeah. you talked about movement. You know, and that could be different at different times, right? Like sometimes, you know, today it's yoga and yes. it's like dancing or whatever it is. For me, I love to dance. So I'm like Zumba and all that kind of stuff. It's like my jam. So I'm all about that life. Um, but like you said, journaling and affirmations, you talk about that. And I love the gratitude and just that reflection, I don't think that we spend enough time reflecting and having appreciation for what does exist. But the last yeah. one is so powerful about goal setting because visualization is real. When that, you know, the, the whole notion of creating a vision board, yeah. uh, you know, that, that might be a more um, like advanced version of, let's say, goal setting because you're taking the time yeah. to yeah, picture it and put it on your wall or put it on your computer, make it your screensaver or whatever you need to do. But when you yeah. can really coach, like coach yourself, coach your mind into believing yeah. you are worthy of these things from as small as yeah. just gathering moments to savor every day or as big as some very awesome trip that you want to go on. It's all relevant, but you have to believe it and see it for it to become something that you work towards and actually achieve. Yes, absolutely. So that is so, that's yeah. so awesome. So, yeah. So other, yeah. Oh, please continue. Oh yeah. I was just going to mention to kind of elaborate on more of my daily practice, um, kind of things that I've, these are more smaller things, but like I said, like we've been talking about uh, each of us of that consistency is so important. Um, and other things that I've kind of brought into my routines have been uh, kind of these little things. Like uh, I really dove into the world of, of crystal healing and aromatherapy and uh, adding all those things into like your yoga practice, your journaling practice. Um, those things have just really brought to life a lot of the practices that I do every day. And it just brings a sense of like, kind of reinforcement or um, just additional tools to help in in your self-love journey is just to have those things uh, in your house or around you just to keep reminding you of, of, you know, how amazing you are and how far you've come and how you're working on this hard work of learning to love yourself and accept and respect who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's kind of my daily practice. Uh, that I really try to be consistent with, like, and it doesn't have to take that long either. Like, that's what I, uh, I really try and help my clients with is in seeing that um, it doesn't have to be something that takes you hours or that you have to hire a babysitter for, or that you have to take a weekend away from your family for, like, these are all practices you have to incorporate into your life and they don't have to take you know, they don't even have to take an hour. Like all these practices you can so be consistent so, with. It's funny you say that because I imagine that people there's there's some people that be that might be like, I don't have time for self-love. Yeah. Like what are you talking about? I'm not no. gonna sit and like write things and like be in my feelings and do a class. And by the time I do all of this, that took four hours. Like I don't have that time. But you're right, it's more like yeah. emotions. 
right? They're like yeah. moments throughout the day, like that are maybe even five yes. or 10 minutes at yeah. a time sometimes, not like this, you know, five hour excursion or something. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, I have a method that I've kind of created for myself that really I can like, um, I can go through and like, I've written this down for myself of like, you know, I can take five minutes in each of like the areas of self-care. Like I like to think there's like six areas of self-care and I can fit, like I can do really, really, you could do five minutes of each thing and you're getting in like all the self-care. Um, and that took you what, like 20 minutes. So, um, and, you know, like you said, those can be little moments broken up into your day. Uh, and it's just amazing how you feel with just that little amount of time. Like if you're not a person that has a lot of time to be dedicating to this work, um, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. And I prove that every single day. <laughs> and, and that's what's amazing is that you do. And it's just these special moments that you create that do that just make you feel you know, fulfilled and, and giving yourself that time, like every time of the week, which is, I would say I probably do it about three times a week. I do like a face mask at night, you know, before I go to bed, those are like my best nights. And, you know, it doesn't take very long. I just leave it on for like maybe 15 minutes, wash it off. And I feel so fresh. Like I just put a new face yeah. and it's like not that much time at all in my day. You know, and it's like I right. give 15 minutes. It's like not even a big deal, <laughs> but it's a big deal. That's it feels like a big deal, you know, <laughs> not a lot of time. I know. Yeah. But I want to come back to something that you said, because there could be people listening going, hold on. You're talking about aromatherapy and crystals and like now you're on another level. Okay. Like I thought self-love was like making it's my true. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning and like sitting there for three minutes and like drinking it. Um, so I, you know, I'd love to <laughs> that might be an exaggeration. Um, but yeah, I would love to know, like, cause he, this is what I think of, you know, when I think about like aromatherapy or crystals, it's, it's like engaging with other senses like, because as human beings, we have all yeah. these senses, right? Where Absolutely. we have like taste and we have sight. I mean, if we're fortunate, I mean, that's even fortunate. Let's just say that right there. If you have the ability to utilize all yeah. that you have, your taste, your sight, your feel, you know, of touch and, and all of those things uh, and, and hearing, right? Like your, your sound and the things around you. Like if you ever went in to get a massage. Yeah what do they do, right? They, they play this like soft, relaxing music. So there's many ways is my point that we engage these aspects of our body. And I, I'm just thinking that's sort of where these other elements play a role, but you are an expert. So maybe you can elaborate more on those pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you explain. You explained it so well, though. Like, I think that's exactly the connection that it brings to, to myself, at least, is being able to, like, um, essential oils or aromatherapy is so powerful. Uh, like, there's lots of research done around how it links to, like, scent memory. And so if you're doing these practices on, you know, being more self-aware of your body and your breath and your um, how you feel about your body while you're smelling those oils, 
um, it just connects to a deeper sense of that practice, right? Um, like same thing in my yoga practices, I always allow each of my people to have uh, a, an essential oil roller that they use uh, during the practice as well, because then it's connecting, like you said, the senses, it's connecting your smell to that practice, which just deepens it, I think. Um, and same thing with the crystals, like if you start to, uh, if you start to learn more about the whole energy side of like energy healing and stuff like that, um, crystals hold like a higher vibration than we do. Like as, as humans, our like energy or our vibration kind of like it ebbs and flows with like what's happened in our day, how we're feeling that day. You know, if we had a fight with someone or, um, our, our energy levels or our vibration or our frequency goes up and down, up and down, up and down. So the purpose of crystals, at least in my uh, experience, has been crystals always have that high level, that high vibration or that high frequency energy. And so just by having those crystals around you while you're either journaling or doing yoga or out for a walk, like I have, I have people who stick them in their bra, they stick them in their pockets, <laughs> like um, just having those pieces. To, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, us crazy mystic people. <laughs> you're like, um, you're like it's uh, you know your favorite crystal from your from your bra. Like, yeah, this is, this is, this is my yeah. <laughs> I know it's good. It's so it's and it and you know there there's people that will argue that it's like placebo effect kind of thing, uh, but um, I believe that it's so much more that there is we all are energy. We're all made up of energy and just being able to use these tools to kind of just enhance it. It's helped me in my journey mm -hmm. and it's kind of been a part of, uh, all the kind of pieces that have kind of puzzled together to create this, uh, really deep sense of self-love that I've discovered for myself. Um, so the thing is to not to think that all these practices have to be your keys to self-love, right? Like self-love looks different for everybody and your practice will look very different than mine. And uh, you just have to help, have to do the work to discover it. Like that's why I, I, I'm a high believer in stepping out of comfort zones because that's the only way that you might discover something that might change your life or something that might be that, like, let's say for movement, like if you're going to a Zumba class, for example, and you're scared to death to try and dance, um, that might be that soul movement for you or that movement that you love and you wouldn't have tried it if you didn't just take that leap. So mm -hmm. I think it goes the same with all of the holistic tools, like the, you know, Oracle cards and crystals and aromatherapy, um, just being open-minded to, uh, kind of be in, in touch with those kind of healing possibilities, uh, is super, super important in our journeys to just be open to trying these things because they may just be that one thing that changes the game for you, right? And just allows you to develop that deeper sense of self-love, self-worth, self-esteem, um, and all those things that could change your life, right? Yeah, I I totally believe that's true. So if you're listening, what, what I'm inviting you to do is to explore, that's a word that I would throw out there is to explore yeah. new things that you maybe haven't had as much exposure to and just give yourself a chance to see what that might do for you. That that could be one thing that you get from this podcast yeah. is trying something that you haven't tried before. I think that would be, you know, a yeah. thing to walk away with is to check that out. And I know um, yeah. that you have a shop 
where you there are some things that you use in your own practice that you people can go to on your website, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, I've published a self love journal that takes women through or anybody doesn't have to be women, but uh, takes people through like seven key areas of self love, helping people to kind of work on their confidence and their mindset and forgiveness, boundaries, creativity, gratitude, dreams and goals. Um, and so that's a guided journal that takes you through those things that uh, I have available to help people. And uh, I've recently published a self-love oracle deck that is themed to kind of the mystical side of my self-love journey, connecting to like the chakras and crystals and essential oils and yoga um, through an oracle deck. So that is available to people too, uh, which has been so fun to create. Um, and then I have I, I, like I have a little jewelry line, too, that is all based upon like infusing my jewelry with like self-love. Like I have all the bracelets and stuff like that. But um, yeah. And then. Yeah. So that's kind of like the physical products of what I what I am putting out into the world to help people with. Um, yes. Sign me up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I looked at your journal and, and hearing you talk about it. And I just, you know, like total PSA announcement for folks, because I'm like, in this moment with you right now with Martina is like, I, I, I want to get your journal because I know for me, it is high and lows as it relates to self-love. And while I feel yeah. like I can, like, yeah. okay, I'm like totally putting myself on vulnerability right now. I was not expecting to do this in this podcast, but here we are. <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, you know, on self-love, I will say that there was a time in my life where I was definitely like a three at best. And, and that was a product of different things I had gone through in relationships and experiences that just did not make me feel worthy. And so I, like you, have had to do different things to get myself on a better path to recognizing my essence, my being, uh, my beauty, all of those things. And I mean, inner beauty more so than anything. Um, and so I would say I, I'm lucky when I have those days where I feel like I'm like an eight, like that's great. But, you know, I still have those moments where I feel like, mm, yeah, like I probably have, you know, I'm a five. And so I really just love the, the idea of journal journaling and actually recognizing that there are different elements, because sometimes I don't think we nourish all the elements uh, to the degree that we could. Um, and that, no. and that's, uh, that's something I would love to personally work on to, to just really get in tune with each of the different areas. Because I think just like anything else, you could kind of be pretty decent at one thing, but maybe you need to work on some of the other yes. things a little bit better. So, yeah, absolutely. I invite. Yeah, and, and I think it's so important you touch. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> oh, sorry. I, uh, I, um, I loved how you said the importance of like rating yourself on like one day you may be a three and some days you may be an eight because I think it's so important to recognize that it doesn't matter how much work you do in your self love, you will always have days where you feel like a potential three um, or lower. But I think that's that's where the whole port part of like 
personal development and being consistent with your practices and stepping out of comfort zones are, are such an important way to start to know that uh, those key things on being consistent and knowing that and still giving yourself permission to have a three day and not being like, I failed, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not going to do any of these things ever again. Um, it's giving your permission to know that those days still are going to happen. It doesn't matter how much work you do. Uh, but it's knowing how to handle those days, right? Yeah. Meeting yourself with grace and uh, giving yourself permission to feel those things. Oh, it's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And um, and I just the jewelry. <laughs> I'm down because that is like I love. Oh my gosh, I just kind <laughs> of like awesome, like jewelry, especially when they have that higher vibration, you know, attached to it. So, um. We didn't, we didn't talk about this at all, but I, I'm just going to point out that holiday season is coming. I'm just saying, I really like getting <laughs> personal that have a little meaning behind it because while gift cards are cool or just like the typical thing that you might get somebody in a Target or wherever you're shopping, um, I always like to think of gifts that are just a little bit more creative, have a little more of a personal touch. So if you're looking for something different, I would highly encourage you to check out Martina's store um, on her website, which I will make <laughs> Thank you. So you can check that out. But I do want to talk about another thing, Martina, because I read your latest blog post and I loved it. And you talk about um, the four ways to stop comparison. So I'm going to summarize the four things really quick and then we can discuss it. But we talk about you talked about naming your inner critic, being your own best friend celebrating your achievements and practicing self-care, which we've talked about uh, throughout this interview and yeah, trying yeah. Ruling. But that is so awesome because I feel like we suffer from comparison syndrome. Like, I don't even know if that's a thing, but I just made yeah. the thing right now. <laughs> right now on this podcast today. Right. Comparison syndrome is an actual condition. Um, Coach Des says so. Um, but <laughs> whether there's like a <laughs> formal term for it or not, is that not real, Martina? Is this not a thing that you see of people that come? So real. It's real. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like comparison is huge. And it's, it's, uh, and I am guilty of being that person a lot of the time, like, I will go through seasons where I'll be comparing myself to other people. And so, uh, you know, my tips that I've come up with in that blog post were really a reflection of what I need to hear too sometimes, right? Uh, and I think the funnest side of that blog post that I really do love is being able to name your inner critic. Um, I've worked through this with a couple of my people that I work with, and uh, it actually brings such a, such a sense of like ownership to be able to uh, give that inner critic a name. Like my my one friend, she named her inner critic Ursula, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And um, so every time Ursula has that inner critic voice that either starts comparing themselves to others or giving that negative self-talk to uh, themselves. It's just saying that was her and I sent her love. And, you know, why would she be feeling that way of starting to ask yourself those questions of why is my inner critic saying these things? Like, why do I feel like 
Or why is that voice telling me that I'm not as good as she is, or I'm not as pretty as she is. And, and really it's just, I think the biggest takeaway from that piece is just sending that inner critic love and trying to help that inner critic voice heal. Cause really that inner voice is, are the things that we've been taught throughout our whole childhood and adolescence and adulthood of like, you know, this is what I have to be to be good enough. This is what I have to be good enough. Um, and so that's, those are those like deeply embedded kind of uh, talk that we have in our minds. And so it's important to kind of recognize that that voice, it's going to take a lot of work to quiet that voice. And that voice is always going to try and come back. But when you have this sense of being able to recognize when it comes up and having the tools to kind of like wish that voice well, send it kindness, send it love, um, and just being able to kind of overpower that voice with like your positive affirmations, your positive self-talk. Uh, and that's super hard. Like it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy. <laughs> uh, it will probably never be easy, but it's such an important part of how it can prevent us from showing up how we're supposed to, right? Oh my gosh. That was so powerful, Martina. I love just the, naming, <laughs> just the naming it because as you were talking about your friend and her naming it, I just decided right now a name. <laughs> Cruella. What is it? Cruella. Awesome. <laughs> because I just, well, first of all, I Cruella love it. Is in the name. And so I, and I, for yep. reason, yep. Like, like Cruella DeVille, like, you know, came in my head. And um, I, yep. I love that because yep. once you name it, you can engage with it and you can control it, right? When something is so yep. useless, it's yep. Like it, yep. it's taking power over you. And if you want to be able to take back your power, you have yes, to, absolutely, you you know have this dynamic. So Cruella, girl, let me tell you, we're gonna have some. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so that, right? That's like. <laughs> I know. And part of me when I, yeah, yeah. What are you going to say? I don't No, Part of me thought when, uh, when I was kind of like, uh, writing this out of like, is it going to make me, is it going to make people think that I want them to have like a voice in their head and give that voice a name? Like, is it a little too far fetched? But <laughs> it's like, there's voices in my head. It's like, well, no, that's not where I want us to go with it well, but um we have I do think like I think it takes a, it takes away the power it does because we have this we have a subconscious voice in our head all the time yeah. anytime you do anything there's something that's yes like, yeah yes, no maybe sometimes I mean there's always something talking to us you know and I think like these these really simple principles that we're talking about today you know one I I just advised or suggested earlier of you know trying something new in your self-love practice and I think the second suggestion yeah. of naming your inner critic I it just gives you power so you know it's something really it's such a small nuance yeah but it just changes the game as far as your ability to 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 make yourself deserving of love, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. You know, thank you for um, calling that out because comparison is just this thing that um, is exacerbated on a daily basis because social media is real and it's there. And, uh, be, you know, think yep. about how much more, like how has people's screen time changed? 
Like, is there a study? I, I don't even know. Right. It probably is. Like, Apple oh, and it's probably horrible. Technologies, uh, you know, have all the data that they've captured. People's screen times have probably, you know, quadrupled or something like that in, in this yeah. time because you're at home and everything we do is through technology for, for the most part. And, and But what that means is you're spending probably more time scrolling more time looking at every social platform that exists, whether you're talking about Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, and probably 10 other things that I don't even know about because I just can't. (laughs) Like if I didn't have multiple types of entrepreneurisms that I was doing, like I might be able to see what other apps are out there, but it's overwhelming there's like multiple times a day you're basically feeling a bit defeated. You're like, Oh crap, I should be eating healthier. I should be exercising more. Oh, I should, you know, buy a new outfit. I should buy a new salt. Like you're totally getting indoctrinated. (laughs) All this. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the worst part of it is that, um, you know, social media, we can tell tell everybody all day that we're, that we're being vulnerable and exposing our real self. But, you know, how many of us can agree that we show our best light in social media? We don't post pictures of our living rooms in a mess or our bedrooms, our beds not made or, you know, the poutines or the, you know, unhealthy types of food. Um, We don't show that. Like we only show our best selves normally on social media. And that is exactly why comparison is such a big problem. <laughs> and I, I will agree that I'm not great at it either. And uh, it, it does expose a really vulnerable side of ourselves. But we have to know, I think it's important to tell ourselves as we're on social media of like, this is just their best selves. They are showing me the highlight reel, right? And so that is a really big important part of comparison too, is to not, not take social media too seriously and not believe that that is exactly what everyone's life is like. (laughs) A hundred (laughs) percent. A hundred percent. Like if that was real life, wow, the world would be a different place. That's not right. That's, you know, you're talking about 10% of what, is actually life. Other ninety percent of the, yeah. the rest of that person's life is doesn't look like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> a lot of energy yeah. expended to make sure that you see that magnifying glass on that ten percent of you know <laughs> that exists just about a fraction of the time. Um, you know, and again, that you know that might be a little bit exaggerated, but that is the, the that is a high use of social media is exploiting what's glamorous yeah what's you know not so glamorous um but I you know right yeah also come back to because you know I I was just so excited about the things that you have in your shop um what about your (laughs) so you know there there could be somebody listening right now that is recognizing their own scale of self-love This might be the first time someone's tuning in and going, you know what? I haven't even thought about it. But now that I'm thinking about it, 
I fall lower on the <laughs> than I want to. And it would be great if I could get some coaching and get some support for getting for a little bit further, a little bit further so I can have confidence and worthiness and, and feel better. Uh, what what um, other things do you offer to help people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a numer numerous ways that I support people in their self-love journeys. Um, my first way would be to join my free community. I have a free community on Facebook. Uh, in you can type in imperfectlyperfectyou.ca. And that community is just free and empowering you to kind of find all those self-love practices, whether it be there's lots of different challenges in the group you can go through. <coughs> So much free content on there that I'm constantly adding to and asking people what they need help with. And so that is a really good resource to start to get to know me a little better. <clears throat> and then after that, I have um, uh, three little introductory courses into how to work with me. Uh, you can do that through either. I have a self-love journaling course that allows you to have kind of three coaching ses sessions with me as you go through the self-love journal and uh, there's like bonus meditations and yoga videos that kind of complement the journal. Uh, so there's that. And then there's a Harness the Power of Crystals uh, course that takes you through really basics of learning to explore the world of crystals and how they can help you in your self-love journey. And then my third course is a 28-day yoga and mindful eating program that takes you through 28 days of yoga and four workbooks of mindful eating, which is a a practice that allows you to kind of ditch the diet mentality and start to take a look at healing your relationship with food and making peace with food, which is a super important part of my journey as well. Um, and then I have just launched uh, my big program called the self love Re revolution with Martina. And that is a program that takes you through kind of my self love at any size method um, that takes you through mindful eating, mindful movement, your mindset, your mystic and holistic practices, your body image, your self-love, your self-care and self-esteem and building community. And so that whole uh, program is uh, just such a transformational way to start to transform your view of yourself from like self-hate to self-love. And um, there's just, there's so much in that program. And the thing that I, I like to elaborate on is that uh, there's not very many programs out there that actually give you uh, lifetime access. Lots of times they're just like, you have me for five weeks or six weeks. Um, I didn't want my program to be that way. So this program uh, people have access to for life. They have access to me as your coach for life. I'm going to be doing weekly uh, group coaching calls in there um, for everybody to just help because community is such a big part of self-love. I feel like if you don't have people that have been going through similar things, uh, you can feel really alone. And I know I felt alone in my journey because uh, I didn't have that community or those people that were going through similar things. So um, that is why it's available for life for all the members that have joined and um, access to me for life as your coach. So it's, it's huge value and huge transformation. And at the end of the program, I like to um, all the ladies in the program become a self-love maven. And a maven is the term for knowledgeable or experienced in their field. And so it's just uh, kind of declaring that they are self-love mavens showing up for life as their confident, uh, most 
kind of loved self, that they love who they see in the mirror, that they show up for life with confidence, step out of comfort zones, all those awesome things that I hope to help women with. Because um, just to share briefly, a, a really uh, important statistic that has kind of driven me in my work is that uh, only 4% of women in the world think of themselves as beautiful. And every time I say that quote, I start to get emotional because I think it's so sad that only 4% of us actually think that we're beautiful. So, so, you know, the 96% of us don't see our beauty. And so I'm, I want to change that. I want to help women to just shine their light from the inside out, regardless of what size they are, what shape they are, and just to start embrace their authentic beauty. So that is what I'm all about. <laughs> are you kidding me that is so freaking awesome. <laughs> i'm like amazing okay, hello can we all get a t-shirt please please um right what <laughs> yeah that i like maybe like a bracelet you know like some swag, right swag i don't know i'm just saying that could be added to your <laughs> crystal bracelet that's like totally maybe- some little things around it. I don't know, just in a concept, but um, <laughs> huge. I think it's so huge because that's the, I mean, 96%, that is a lot of work to do everybody like high. That's massive. right. I know um, the fact that we wake up and look in the mirror or even just be in our, in our own bodies and think like, I'm not beautiful. That's so rampant. Mm-hmm. And and you being in this, I know, you know, to hold space for 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 women and people to just recognize their their self-worth and that value is is massive. So is our and this is totally random and unconnected, but I was thinking about this when you said <laughs> are nachos considered mindful eating? I feel like I think about eating those all the time. That's is that on the list of mindful? Yeah, on like absolutely. Okay, okay. I just wanted. So, um, so mindful eating is very similar to intuitive eating. I don't know if you've heard of that. Have you? No. But um, okay. So it's it's really so open. (laughs) I know. So mindful eating and intuitive eating is this whole perspective or perspective of uh, kind of letting go of any kind of diet related rules. So there are no rules to eating when it comes to intuitive eating or mindful eating. It comes to the sense of connecting back to your body, connecting back to your hunger cues, because over time, society and diet culture have pretty much unprogrammed any connection we have left to our bodies. So we are being told when to eat, how much to eat, uh, you know, weigh your lettuce for darn sake. (laughs) Like there's all these different practices and that's exactly what intuitive eating and mindful eating is not. Um, It just allows you to start to look at triggering foods that may have triggered like past, uh, you know, big feelings that you have about yourself. Um, It's giving permission to eat those foods, um, but listening to your body throughout that process. So kind of like there's a whole scale to it of like, you know, being like starving to being like painfully full and being able to kind of meet yourself in that middle piece and just being mindful um, to meet yourself where that is. But if you get to that other stage, it's, it's also being accepting of um, meeting your body where it's at and knowing that we all make mistakes and 
uh, it's really just connecting to that mindfulness piece of eating and bringing back the connection to your body is kind of the biggest like condensed version of it. That, that helps a lot. So that explains quite a bit. My body would like to meet with the nachos. So that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Maybe later, it will want to meet with broccoli. It's possible. I don't know. But right? Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. So that, no, that does help. And I think <laughs> I like that so much better than like only eat 200 calories uh, of bark. Yeah. Like for the whole day. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's not reasonable. Um, right? Yeah, at all. But, you know, I do, I do want to ask you a couple questions for people to get to know you a little bit better. So my first question for you sure. is, what are three words that best describe you? Okay. Uh, I would describe myself as being kind would be my first one. Um, oh, my second one would probably be uh, silly. And then my third would be passionate. I love um, passionate towards either like my people or my business or whatever it is. That is awesome. Those are great words. I love it. Okay. My next question is, what is something about yourself that you're working on improving? Yes. Um, I am actually working on improving my, uh, my relationship with food is my most currently kind of uh, relationship that I'm working on is just uh, connecting that to the whole mindful eating approach. It is a more recent kind of discovery for me. So I'm just kind of like teaching people as I learn and I'm still learning. And that's really a focus for me right now is just um, learning to heal that relationship that I've had for all these years with food and just starting to kind of unbreak those, um, those kind of things that were, you know, really causing me to have like a horrible relationship with food. And uh, so that's kind of my biggest kind of like what I'm working on right now. Yeah. I don't think you're alone in that pursuit. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I know. Okay. What's a self-limiting belief that you've had to overcome? Uh, one that I, I keep coming back to, and it's actually like that little inner voice keeps, uh, trying to, uh, come into my thoughts and is that you are not good enough. Uh, that's always been a limiting belief that I've always had and something that I always have to keep working on. Um, because there's just something about, uh, always having that feeling of that I'm not good enough for this or for that or for this success or for this relationship. Um, so that's a constant struggle for sure with me. Man, that voice makes its way over here too. That is just, I know. <laughs> that voice, right? It has a lot of brothers and sisters out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is one thing that you want to see changed in the world? Well, um, I think we've kind of talked about that a little bit, but uh, I want to have a world where all people embrace their bodies exactly as they are in this moment um, and that they don't feel that they have to hide themselves or, 
you know, stay stuck in who they are and that they're, they're given permission to just be themselves authentically without like any, like unconditionally just love themselves exactly as they are in this moment. That is my biggest uh, change I would love to see in the world. Oh, I love that change so much, so much. Okay. What is one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think probably, oh, I know it's, it's, uh, I think my biggest piece of advice only because it was kind of my changing my pivot moment for me in my journey so far is uh, take the yoga class because I had a girlfriend who told me she kept telling me for months to take the yoga class. I told her that I would look like a beached whale on the mat and that there was no way I was stepping into that class. Uh, so I went probably six months and she kept on like harassing me and I'm like, no, 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 not doing it. So honestly, like I know it's something so possibly minimal of saying that go to the yoga class, but her advice changed my life. Like it, it, took me down this path. Like it was like, there was the fork in the road and it was like self-hate or yoga class. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, that yoga class changed my life. Like, so her piece of advice is to just, of just doing the thing and trying that something that, that you're scared of, or that you feel like you can't do. Um, that was changed life-changing for me. So, uh, that was probably the best advice I've been given is just to do the thing. <laughs> yes. That's important. That was a big turning point. And, you know, the rest is history. We've, you know, obviously learned about all the things. That you <laughs> so there was a springboard moment. And that was certainly, you know, that was certainly it. So thank you, friend. Thank you <laughs> for, for doing that. <laughs> so much more ever since then. Um, but one of the most important questions that I have is how can people find you? How can they connect with you? How can they keep up with the things that you're doing? Yes. Um, well, like like you and I had talked about before, there's all the social media things that we try and keep up with. Uh, you can find me first on um, Facebook. So I am on Facebook under Martina Wall, or you can find me on uh, Martina Health and Wellness is my business page or Imperfectly Perfect You is my Facebook group. And then you can find me on Instagram under Martina Health and Wellness. And you can find me on my website also under Martina Health and Wellness. So um, those are some ways you can connect with me. I think I'm on TikTok as well. I'm not on there a bunch, but um, I try and make my face shown there once in a while. But yeah, you can find me on most of the uh, traditional platforms. And uh, yeah. I love it. That is awesome. Well, I'll make sure to include those links in the show notes so people can find you and keep up with all the amazing work you're doing. I, I'm grateful because I learned some new things today. I definitely am walking away with some practices that <laughs> uh, either brush off or some things that I would like to try. Um, so, you know, that, that is the gift of this time and this space that we have. Um, with this podcast is being able to be right alongside everyone and learn, you know, with you. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to connect and um, share in this topic that is just so important for us to keep talking about. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.
So awesome. Well, I know I'm going to be shopping on your website later. So I would invite others to be doing <laughs> because, you know, like what he's talking about, the holidays are upon us. And I would like to have more exciting gifts than, you know, uh, a blanket from Target. So, um, although those are, like, <laughs> I love Target. It's not a knock at all. But, um, Yes. So this is this has been so wonderful. I'm excited to continue following you. I follow your Instagram page. It's it's great. I I just think you're such an incredible person. <laughs> um and I and you know really am excited about all the things that are to come, especially the program that you just the big program that you just talked about because I do think it's going to change so many lives. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited about it. Awesome. <clears throat> we'll talk again soon. All right. Thank you. Self-love. What an amazing topic to focus on with Martina today. I'm so grateful. I truly believe this is an area that we can work on more. So to recap the three actions that I would love for you and myself to take is to rate where you're at. That's number one. On a scale of one to 10, 10 being amazing, one being awful, how do you rate yourself on self-love? Be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Okay. Number two is what is a new practice that you are willing to give a try to explore, to add to your self-love toolkit? Maybe it's the crystals. Maybe it is doing a different movement that you have not tried, but have been thinking about. Maybe it's aromatherapy. It could be a wide array of things. Introduce one new thing to your practice and see how you feel about it. Number three, this one is so fun. Name your inner critic. I named mine Cruella, so I've done that. <laughs> I think it, again, gives you that power to recognize when you are giving yourself less than you deserve and are beating yourself up because we do that, we're human beings. It's human nature to sometimes have these moments where we're not feeling like at our best or you're doing the whole comparison thing. So terrible, so terrible. Name it, manage it, talk to it, own it. Self-love is so powerful. In the end, we are left with ourself. You've gotta love that person because they're the only one that is guaranteed to be there with you till the last day that you are enjoying your time on this earth. So managing how you treat yourself is such an important endeavor for us. So with that, remember that you are your only limit. Take action. We talked about some of those actions you can take today. Thank you for tuning in. Rate and review. If you are an Apple listener, just hit those star ratings and take 60 seconds and write a review. And this is one, y'all, that you should be sharing. 
Somebody in your life right now needs to hear what we discussed in this podcast episode. This is a gift that you could give to somebody right now. Send it to that person that needs to be reminded of the self-love that they need to be giving to themselves and there will unfold the love that they're able to give unto others. So thanks so much for tuning in. Tune in again next time for another inspiring and fun episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast.